Hey everybody, C-Note here, and welcome to Super Myers-Briggs Turbo EX, blasting away personality uh, bias, I guess. I don't know. I have, I'm working on it. <laughs> uh, today on the show, I wanted to talk about uh, tertiary defense of our ego, so our tertiary function and how it is operating in defense of our ego. We're going to kind of take a real quick dive into how each different cognitive function will be defensive for you and and how that could come about. We're going to try to make this quick um, and we'll follow up on more specifics in the future, but I want to kind of give you just a quick overview of how each of our functions shows up in a defensive state. So with that, let's hit the intro, let's do the thing and get started on Super Myers Briggs Turbo X. Okay. Okay, welcome to the show. Hope you guys are doing well. Um, today we're going to talk about tertiary defense, that third function that we have in our function stack. If you are not familiar with the cognitive functions, I suggest you go to my uh, free training course. You go to supermbti.training and you can sign up for my free course there that goes through all the basics of Myers-Briggs and at least gets you started enough to be able to, to listen to some of the more advanced stuff on this show. Um, so today I, I was listening to uh, personality hacker. They're starting to break down some uh, uh, romantic connections between different types and how they fall within the context of romance. And um, it got me thinking about how the tertiary function typically is acting as our defensive function in, in some shape or form. So when we are arguing with a partner or we are offended by something or we are upset in any kind of way um, and having to deal with something that is, um, you know, the beginnings of something that's very stressful or sort of immediately shocking kind of stressful, our tertiary function kind of steps in and it takes control. Um, I'll try to use a few examples. I'll try to go through all of them that I, if I can uh, think of them off the top of my head, but I'm mostly going to be talking about um, myself. First of all, I'm an INTP. So my tertiary function is introverted sensing. And for me, it shows up as um, being defensive in a way that I get quiet and I get very focused on practical things, very common sense kind of things and things that are very much focused on, um, you know, why are we wasting money on something or why am I wasting my time on something? Right. And being very upset about that um, or somebody else doing that in particular. So if, you know, if my partner is wasting money on something that I perceive as a waste of money, then I'm going to be kind of defensive about that. Um, so it's not just how you show up as being defensive, but like what you might be defensive about. Um, so for me, that's, that shows up in like kind of practical things, which is very introverted sensing. And something that triggers my memory as well, um, which is going to be uh, something that's maybe like an abuse thing from my past. I've had a lot of things that I've dealt with and have been dealing with. Uh, and a lot of that stuff can really get to the forefront of my behavior. So I get very, very quiet when that happens. A very interesting moment. Um, Molly and I were hanging out in, in bed just talking and we were just having a good time, just laughing about things. And there was a moment I like mentioned my past a little bit and then I got quiet and I like started to drift away and she like tapped me and she was like, Hey, come back. 
<laughs> it was really funny. It was a really funny moment. Um, so for me, that's, that's what showed up for my introverted sensing for Molly. She's an ENFP. So her tertiary function is extroverted thinking and she will be pretty much the exact opposite, <laughs> you know, pretty cold and very to the point and very sharp, like very much like I'm doing that. That's what I said and stuff like that. Just very like, what are you talking about? You know, just very loud, very like, uh, <laughs> you know, that sort of reaction. So for me, that's, that's quite interesting. Um, so I'm just going to kind of go through the different um, functions and kind of start from, so we already covered introverted sensing and extroverted thinking. So for those who have extroverted sensing as their tertiary function, which is going to be, if I can think of it right off the top of my head, um, I can't remember which types, sorry. So just, <laughs> just, uh, just um, take that as like a, a um, what is extroverted sensing for the tertiary ENFJ? I think yes, ENFJ and ES and e, yeah, ENFJ is going to have extroverted sensing as um, or as one of the people that are going to have extroverted sensing. Sorry, I, it's not the greatest to pulling this off the top of my head. Still, I'm still working on it. So, um, if you have extroverted sensing as your tertiary function, you're likely going to be a little bit more physically expressive um, when you're angry um, or you're being defensive. Most likely, just going to be like kind of you know, slamming things, hitting things a little bit more physical, you know, and maybe a little bit louder when you're being defensive also. Um, uh, for extroverted intuitive, you may start kind of like, you know, just whatever for everything. Just like, I don't care. You just like, just kind of like, yeah, just do whatever you want kind of response. <laughs> um, and uh, introverted intuition is going to be sort of making an assumption uh, introverted intuitives, um, from in their tertiary are going to be like the ISTPs. They are going to be making the assumption. They're going to be making assumptions essentially. Um, like, you know, I just know that you're being a jerk. Like, I don't know why, but I know that you're cheating on me. You know, like I know this, right. You're just making kind of, it, it, I, I would say it's like the, like intense assumptions is what, um, introverted intuition in your tertiary is more likely to do. Um, Introverted thinking is going to be making justifications for sort of weird logic or, um, you know, someone's way of being. So if somebody, you know, if, if someone's going through a divorce and you have introverted thinking as your tertiary, which I believe is the IN, INTJs and ISTJs are going to have, or, or sorry, INFJs and ISFJs are going to have introverted thinking as your tertiary. That is going to be, you're, you're going to make, uh, justifications for what you think might be true. Like you're going to, it's kind of the inverse of introverted intuition, right? You're kind of taking, um, you're making kind of grandiose assumptions. Whereas with introverted thinking, you're using any little bit of logic that you can grasp to make something into a reality, whether it's your own intuition or your own, um, you know, a past experience about something in relation to someone who's never done anything like that to you specifically in your past. Right. So it, it's going to be basically logic leaps that you'll be making. Um, what haven't we covered yet? Um, and the, the feeling types. So extroverted feeling is going to be a little bit more explosive anger. It's going to be a little bit more of like a, uh, just a raw showing of emotion, just very like, ah, <laughs> um, uh, I, I believe ES, ESTPs and 
ENFP or ESTPs and ENTPs have extroverted feeling as their tertiary. So it's going to be like explosion of emotion, just very like, ah, get the hell out of here. Like, <laughs> I don't like you. <laughs> You're ruining everything. And um, that sort of response. And then an introverted feeler is more likely to, um, so someone who is um, uh, dealing with introverted thinking as, or introverted feeling as their tertiary, which is going to be the ISTJ and INTJs, they are going to be uh, dealing with that as a, in a, in a way that is, um, uh, uh, they're going to get very defensive about their identity and, you know, what people's, they're going to be either making accusations about someone's identity. They're going to be saying like, this person's a piece of crap. And, you know, this person, you know, they ignored me and they have terrible values. They're a horrible person. You know, they, they're, they're not living up to their word. Um, you know, they're, they're not being authentic, that sort of thing. Or you might even do that to yourself, but most likely they're going to actually experience this last night. I have uh, an INTJ as a client. He's a good dude, really great guy. Um, but you know, every once in a while when, when an INTJ can get into a defensive state, they'll get into introverted feeling and they will basically start to judge someone based on their moral character or their perception of the person's moral character. And because it's in your 10 year old spot, it's in, uh, according to personality hacker, they refer to it as your, your 10 year old because it has the sophistication of a 10 year old that it's going to be, it's going to come out, you know, very rudimentary and it comes out as just very like raw anger and just like, ah, this person's terrible. This person is just like a horrible person. Don't work with them. Don't go near them. They are just, they, they have low moral character, that sort of thing. So, um, that's kind of just like a super quick, like literally in eight minutes, less than 10 minutes. Cause I don't have a lot of time to record this episode today, but that is a super, super quick kind of breakdown of sort of immediate quick reactions of how someone in their tertiary function might become defensive in varying situations, uh, romance or work relationships, typically any kind of relationships with other people, because it's all about things that are going to be projected onto other people. Um, but it's important to, again, remember that this is a part of your 10 year old tertiary function. So it is something that is going to be, you know, your tertiary wants to engage in play like a 10 year old just wants to play all the time. Right. And when they are met with any kind of uh, resistance to be able to being able to just play, then they're going to react in a dichotomous kind of way. They're going to freak out. Whereas an introverted, so for an INTJ or ISTJ who are, has introverted feeling as their tertiary function, they're, you know, if they're expressing that in a healthy way, they're likely to be kind of, um, you know, making moral judgments about the world and just kind of like enjoying things that makes them feel that make them feel good. Um, but again, if someone's trying to impinge on them in any kind of way that, that feels like, you know, uh, that is impinging on their moral perception that they're going to be very aggressive about that. Um, and, uh, another example with ENFPs or ESFPs, when they get into their extroverted thinking for their, uh, tertiary function, they just get very cold and very, uh, and very sharp and very, uh. but when they're engaging in positive play with that function, they are, they are doing so in a way that is, um, you know, they're, they're practicing strategy or they're coming up with systems in their day-to-day -day life. Molly, for example, she works at a coffee shop. And one of the ways that she exercises her extroverted thinking is that she's, she has a system for the way that she like makes lattes and, and she's like, 
kind of playing with that structure and becoming more efficient in that structure and stuff like that, right? So that's a way to engage extroverted thinking in a limited amount of time throughout your day, right? So I think I'll do another episode in the future about how you can engage your tertiary function in play, but we got to wrap this up because I got to go on and do more things and schedule this post and do all the things. So um, let me know what you thought of this episode. If you're not following the show, you can go to anchor.fm slash super MBTI. And if you want to sign up for my free, absolutely free, um, my free course on a uh, free introductory course to Myers-Briggs, you can go to supermbti.training and that is a good two to three hours. I believe it's like three and a half hours actually um, of the basically introduction to all of the, uh, all, all of the, the code deciphering that you need to do to understand personality types. And if you want to start understanding personality types as a whole, not just your personality type, because to really fully understand who you are, you need to understand the dichotomies. You need to understand the other sides of personalities and the other side of your personality and other people. Um, I highly suggest you go check that out. So go to supermbti.training to check that out. And, um, you know, if you like this show, please share it, leave a rating review, all of that good stuff. I would love your feedback. Um, and if you're on anchor, you can hit me up with a voice message. Let me know if you have any questions. I will do the best I can to answer those questions. And, um, if it's a really good question, we can do a, if we get enough questions, we could do a Q and a show. And if we get a really good question, I could do a show based around that question and I can air your question. So if you're on anchor, please leave me a voice message and let's do the thing. So, um, that's it. Thank you again for being here. I appreciate you guys take care of yourselves and each other. And uh, I'll catch you next time on super Myers Briggs turbo EX. Hey, thanks for listening to super Myers Briggs turbo EX. We're going to help you with Myers-Briggs and all that fun stuff. And uh, if you want to jump straight into the advanced course, go to supermbti.training. If you want to check out my other shows, go to dopamine.life for mental, my mental health podcast. And you can go to cnote.show to check out the media podcast. So if you love this show, go to anchor.fm slash supermbti and leave some love, leave a review, share it with your friends, all that good stuff. And uh, most of all, thank you. Thank you for listening to Super Myers-Briggs Turbo EX. Okay.